Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. It is Karen Hewitt here with Introverts Toolbox and we're down for another episode. Today we are going to be talking about introversion and maybe anxiety how they're different, how they're similar, and some tips to deal with it. As you know, I'm your podcast host, Karen Hewitt. Please like and share wherever you find this on your social media channels. And don't forget to give us a good review because the more content we can create, the more help we can do. We're going to talk today about anxiety and introverted because a lot of people assume that if you're an introvert, you have anxiety. Or if you have anxiety, you're an introvert. You can have both. You can be introverted and have anxiety, but the two don't necessarily go together. So first we're going to dispel some of those myths and we're going to work through what it means, how it can be affected, and then give you some tips to work on it. Because I'm not going to leave you thinking, oh my gosh, I have anxiety and an introvert. I'm, I'm doomed. I am an introvert. And yes, I have anxiety. I actually have what's called CPTSD, which is a chronic post-stress uh, post-traumatic stress disorder see I get tongue-tied even saying it and on the occasion I do take something for anxiety because it is necessary and first I'm going to tell you healing is always the key this is something that you should be doing at all times you should be growing and healing yourself and that journey is going to be very personal to you no one person can tell you exactly how to do it what to do where to go there's no magic cure I wish there was, but there isn't. And it's all about you finding your way. So let's talk about some of the differences. Well, first, a lot of introverts, we prefer solitude. We prefer that calm down space. Now, it's not that we have trouble when we're in crowded areas or around people. It's that we need to recharge when we're alone, taking a few moments, taking a few breaths. And we can feel nervous and get some of the jitters when we're in person, but that doesn't always stop us from being our best selves because yes, we, we feel like, oh my gosh, this is so tiring, this is so draining, but we're not having anxiety or stress about it. It's just that once whatever the activity is over, we have to go back and take a few minutes just to recenter ourselves, find where we're at, figure out what we wanna do and go from there. Whereas anxiety, I can tell you for me, it starts with hyper-awareness. I start to see everything and everyone and every movement and every shift and every color and every light and every sound, and it builds. Whereas my introverted self, when I'm in a safe space, I don't have that anxiety because it's just, okay, this is tiring. Whereas for me, anxiety is a building block. It adds on layer by layer and creates a sense of overwhelm. So whereas the introvert does prefer sometimes that recharge, anxiety becomes a fear or a dread. It can lead to actual heart palpitations. It can lead to shortness of breath, sweating, clammy, feeling a little weak at the knees, all these kind of things. So I want you to differentiate between the two. 
You may be introverted and not have anxiety. You may have anxiety and not be introverted. Or you may have anxiety and be introverted. If you do not have, if you are not introverted and have anxiety, you're going to feel those fear factors. You're going to feel that layering, but you're not going to have to go and have solitude to recharge after everything. It'll be one of those things that even when you go back to that solitude, you still have that lingering fear and that lingering discomfort going on. So first, let's take a real look. Where do you stand? And what can it be like? So then now let's talk about, because we know introverts. Introverts, you're awesome. You all are. And if you, if you have anxiety, you're awesome too. There's just something going on that's holding you back in a way. And we're going to talk about some coping mechanisms. First, one of my favorites is mindfulness, deep breathing. It's that taking a moment. And I like to do a five, four, three, two, one system. It's like I look for five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can touch, two things I can smell, and then one thing I can taste. And the reason I'm doing it is I'm forcing my brain to go through different steps to take some of the external pressure off. By doing that, it makes my brain focused on something other than what is causing the anxiety itself, that overwhelm, that layer, and it causes a a disrupt pattern. So maybe that's what you need to do. Another one is box breathing. Box breathing takes some practice but it really does help you regulate your adrenal. It helps you calm down. It helps you figure out your breath takes. It helps you take a moment to slow down. And when your brain slows down and your heart slows down just a little bit, you get that slight break. Now, box breathing is where you breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. So Oh, hmm. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> mm, mm, mm. You realize how difficult it is to showcase that on an audio podcast. It's like insane. So it'll be like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. <laughs> Almost sounds musical. And having that controlled breathing to stay present, it can help. The other one is gradual exposure. This is something that I have done a lot of. And to give you a little bit of my story, I have mentioned my story on my website and in passing and in videos, I am considered agoraphobic. I didn't leave my home for such a long time. It was so long at the time that even if I stepped out into the front patio, I was like, that was it, I'm done. Can't breathe, can't focus, can't do anything even struggled to go in my own backyard. Gradually, I exposed myself to scenarios and people, whether it be going to the grocery store when it was quiet. I actually got really good at going to the grocery store at like 10.30 at night because it was quieter and less people and less interaction. Going to small gatherings, taking walks in the park, all these little things. And I do them in times where it was not so crowded and not so popular. So I would build up my stamina to overcome some of the anxiety, some of the feeling of overwhelm and dread. 
and these are a couple of steps. Now, another one you can do is reframing your thoughts. And now this is an NLP technique, that's neuro-linguistic programming, and it's causing a thought disruption. For example, I'm gonna give you a really good example of thought disruption. When people are driving and they have a traffic accident, most of the time they hit a pole. And this is a statistical thing, you can look it up, that a lot of car accidents happen when people hit something, not when they miss something or lose control and completely miss. It's because when you're driving subconsciously going, pole, 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 you're not going space between, space between, space between. So your mind is already programming that pole or mailbox, tree, cow, <laughs> is the things we're seeing, the actual solid items, not space, space. Space. So naturally, when your brain has been programmed this way and something happens, you're going to immediately subconsciously steer at what you've been paying attention to. Same goes with anxiety. We tend to put more emphasis on what we pay attention to. So, how can we have a thought disruption and change what's going on? The first step on that is acknowledging what is causing the anxiety. For me, a huge, I have two main triggers. One is noise. I have hypersensitive hearing. In fact, if you see me on a Zoom, I've normally got the volume around a two with headphones and captions because the higher the volume, the harder it is for me to concentrate. And two, it's people. And specifically, it is actually the alpha male because they seem imposing to me, so they overwhelm me. So what I have to do is with the sounds, is I have to reframe from, oh my gosh, there's so much sound, there's so many noises, so much, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much, to I have my hearing loops in, I am listening to the sound of this, and I focus in on one sound very intently to reduce the overwhelming sounds. Or for me, if it's like, okay, it, all these big men, and men are kind of a fair thing for me, it's like, okay, oh my gosh, look at that kid look at that girl look at that person and I start to look for everyone it is not one of those imposing masculine figures to try and reduce that overwhelm depending on what's causing your anxiety you look to focus on the thing that is the opposite of that anxiety to help reframe your brain and come up with new solutions this won't cure your anxiety altogether but it does help you see more positivity and help reduce that roller coaster of a spiral that we can sometimes go into, which is a little intense, a little crazy, a little frustrating. The next one is visualization. And this is about before you go into a situation that you know might cause you anxiety, how about we talk through it? What's it gonna look like? What's it going to be like? Who's going to be there? What do we expect? Talk about what's it gonna sound like? What's the temperature gonna feel like? Who is going to be a safe person in that room? What kind of schedule, what kind of agenda? And in your brain, I want you to map it all out before you even walk through that door. By having it mapped out with some things that you know are gonna happen, it takes away that sense of the unknown and helps reduce the anxiety around it. So good example, I'm going to an event. There's gonna be a lot of people. There's gonna be some people I know. So I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna meet this person. They're a safe person. There's someone I trust enough to give my EpiPen to in case I have an allergic reaction. 
I'm focusing on that one person rather than the 65 people that will be stood in close quarters to them. And I'm planning out how do I say hi to them? What do we have a conversation about? When am I going to see them? And then, okay, so this is when the agenda starts. I'm going to be here. I know where I am on a map. By plotting it out, it reduces the anxiety of the unknown, which gives you more opportunity to, to control your reactions. And when you're in control of your reactions, you're going to find that your anxiety is a little less. And here's my biggest tip. And this is one that I struggled with the most. Like, no, literally, I struggled with this for so long because I felt by taking on this tip, I was admitting something like I was broken, damaged, not able to do it. And that is seek help. There are many professionals out there that can help you with anxiety, whether it be through counseling or even medication. And there is nothing wrong with you going down that path and talking to someone who is a licensed professional to give you the tools and techniques that you need. This means that you are actually stronger than you think because you are taking control and you are doing the things that you need to do to have a better quality of life. And the reason I wanted to talk about this on today's episode is because I do think that a lot of introverts are typecast into having anxiety and it's such a different thing. And when we recognize differences between introverts and anxiety and what it takes to deal with anxiety, we're helping dispel these myths that are out there and helping grow. In the comments, go ahead, share some of your techniques, share things that have worked for you. Let's come together as a community and help everyone just have that better day, that better life and grow and develop within themselves. This has been Karen Hugh, your podcast host, and I cannot wait to see you again on the next episode. Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success. And we're left wondering like, oh my God, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host.